This program is intended for mature audiences only. Altitude adjustment may contain language, images, or other content that some may find offensive. Your discretion is advised. Welcome to Altitude Adjustment. Good afternoon, I'm Leon Davis. It is 2 p.m. Central Time, October the 23rd. And you're listening to Altitude Adjustment, a twice a week podcast about people, politics, and professions. Joining me this afternoon, Warren Harper and Leonard Davis. And we have a spirited discussion that we're going to have today. And hopefully, and you can join us. Make sure you, you know, type in your comments. Uh, we'd love to have your input. Uh, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Leonard, because he seems chomping at the bit. Uh to get started on this topic. He was he was really excited about it. So I'm gonna let you start off on this one. Go ahead. It's your microphone. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Good evening, every uh good afternoon, everybody. Uh we're looking at we're talking about labels, label or not. And in our country, the forum that we hear the most labeling is politics politics and in this country we hear the right and we hear the left. Mitch McConnell calls himself the grim reaper of liberal policies and what have you. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna do a little history lesson because I'm I'm interested in history. So left versus right, the great political divide. The pair of political labels first reared their ugly heads during the French Revolution. In the National Assembly, supporters of the king sat on the right side and supporters of the revolution sat on the left side. Newspapers began to describe the assembly in terms of left and right, and it all sort of snowballed from there. So that's that's what we have. Uh, the, the people on the right side supported the king and they wanted to keep things just the way they are where the citizens on the, on the left side supported the revolution. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's generally speaking, leftists want to reform how power and wealth is distributed by society through social, democratic, economic, or revolutionary means. And the right defends society, societal institutions from idealistic reforms or tries to get rid of uh, previous reforms. So that's that's what we talk about in general, okay. and you know how it applies in the United States. All right. Did you so, say this was France or England? France. They, they they reared their ugly head. They reared their heads during the French Revolution. The okay. French always did have a bunch of spirited folks that wanted to buck the system. Turn shit around and you know, kind of go against the grain. You mean you yeah. mean those freedom fries, those freedom fries loving people? Yeah, whatever you want to call them, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, when during the uh, uh, what was that um, desert storm and they they didn't want to participate, so we decided to rename the fries fr freedom fries. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that that ought to teach them. That ought to teach them. They should learn a lesson from that. We'll call them freedom fries yeah, and freedom I mean, toast. Looking back at it, how, how can you criticize people for not wanting to get in wars, you know, unless they have an absolute yeah, but good the, reason? Don't the French have a um, history of trying to avoid armed conflicts other than the fact that they tried to uh, take over uh, Vietnam uh, and then walked away from that one? Yeah, I believe you're right. They do. They do uh, try to skirt around uh, conflict. They they, it, they want to be um, um, neutral. Yeah, neutral. I'm trying to think of the country that that epitomizes neutral. Uh, Switzerland. Switzerland. They want to be Switzerland, but they just they just can't get over that line. Well, yeah. up until right, Vietnam, right. up until Vietnam. France was in the middle of almost everything. And then after Vietnam, they, they seemed to learn the lesson. They sure. trying to calm down. So and when they got out of Vietnam, here come the United States running right in. 
So when we when we started when we decided to to have this as a topic, um, we started with uh, the whole thing um, of uh, Dave Chappelle's the closer and the idea that the LGBTQ plus AI community, um, LGBTQ AI plus community, uh, gave him such a hard time. And, and the idea was that labels, that those labels were creating the problem. So the introduction of the military aspect of it in that, that history, while good, it kind of, it kind of got away from that original idea. So I'm going to try to get us back towards that original idea. Is that acceptable? Acceptable. All right. Very Here's good. Captain. Uh, and so, um, so the idea that, that those labels, uh, you know, they, they wanted to cancel him because they felt that his comedy was not up to their, their standards up to up to what they expected comedy to be and what they wanted to be for everybody. Um, but, but the idea that, that we place labels in the title of the show being label or not, the idea is that, that we use labels, um, to, to identify things. So, so my thought is first off, labels are absolutely necessary. There's no way to, to eliminate labels from what we do in our society. Would you agree? Yeah, you mean uh, like my milk needs to tell me how much, what percentage the fat is in it, you know, so I know what I'm getting, right? Well, not that kind of label. I mean, like you. Uh, oh, Mr. Warren. <laughs> no, not not that kind of a label. <laughs> or you mean, you mean the labels that certain people in government allow food companies to put on a label? what the ingredients are in the can, but not the ingredients that are used to process the food. They could keep that out of, out of, out, off the label, but they just have to put the ingredients that are in the can. You mean that kind of label? Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, he's trying to be a comedian now too. All right. You know, that's not, not the kind of label we're talking about. We're, we're talking about your label groups and label people and blah, 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 blah. So blah, 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 blah. Okay. We, yeah, blah, blah, we blah, got blah, you. Blah, blah. We got you. Yeah. We, it wasn't me. That was, the, that was the agreed upon way that we were going to have this conversation. Uh, so anyway, okay. Okay. I'm just pushing the envelope to see what you would let us get away with. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, it's a discussion. It's not, it's, it, I, I try to make sure I try to encourage us to stay on topic because I think we, uh, we approach a topic and we, we set expectations that we're mm -hmm. going to cover a topic. And so people who might okay. tune in expect us to, to have that topic, to have that discussion because that's what they tuned in for. I mean, if, if you, if, okay. if you look at something and it says the nightly news, and then you look at it and it's people dancing, you're going to go, what, what the hell am, you know, what the hell is this? That's not what I tuned in for. So that's why I try to keep us True. in that arena so that, that okay. we're not, you know, having a show about something that had nothing that we didn't advertise. So anyway. Okay. No, uh, I got a question. I got an answer. So <laughs> just a while back, you, you said something about the, when you talked about your fail, you went, and mentioned LBTGQ AI. Yeah, you, you, you might want to be careful. You know, they went after Chappelle and, and he's got millions of friends. <laughs> I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, you know, uh, whatever. Go ahead. Are those labels? Are those labels? Well, of course they're labels. Or something else? Well, of course they're labels. Oh, okay. I just wanted to clarify what it was. Okay. Well, of course they're labels. You know. So a person in that community, would they consider it a label? The person in what? In the LGBTQ community, would they consider those alphabets a label or something else? I will answer that this way. I haven't heard them, at least on mass or as a whole, 
come against that label. Okay. Uh, so I would say that I, as of now, as far as I know, they accept that. Uh, but you know, if we're, if I'm wrong about it, you know, let one of the commentators, the comments that Leon asked for, let me know if I'm wrong. Hey, I'm willing to be taught. <laughs> I'm willing to be educated and updated. Well, my thing is, and, uh, you know, I, I, we are in a no labels push in our society. So there is to, what mm -hmm. I think is a great chance that many of the people who uh, a part of that community would say, no, it's not a label. It's a definition. It's an, it's a recognition of who I am. Um, okay. Labels, you know, uh, so, so your view of a label may be different than someone else's view of a label. I view labels as an opportunity to categorize something. So you have uh, at least a, uh, initial idea of how to approach it. So it's not, so if I, if I, if, if I label you, uh, a feminist, or if, 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 if you're called a feminist, that doesn't mean mm -hmm. that you're, uh, that you fit all of the definitions of a feminist, but that you fit enough of those definitions that when I approach you, I have some idea of how to address you and how to deal with you, which would, would, you know, does that make sense to you? Ah, uh, so you think, huh? <laughs> you got to be careful how you walk that line, though, because your idea and your definitions of uh, the label or the person might not be theirs. So right, that's you what I was saying. Very easily, uh, you could very easily cross the line, and next thing you know, you might be getting canceled. Right. So I'm not worried about being canceled at this point. We don't have enough of nothing to get canceled. So. So, so in other words, what they would do is they would raise our level to the point of where being canceled would matter. <laughs> I can live with that. I can live Bring with on that. The heat. <laughs> Fire. Fire it up. Well, you know, you're looking at cancel. You're looking at cancel culture. You can look at a lot of the things that's going on, such as conservative, one of our labels that we talk about. They're trying to stop certain people from voting that won't vote for them. That If that's not cancel culture, I don't know what is. That's the ultimate cancel culture. They don't want to run on ideas because they know their ideas are that unpopular. So they want to cancel you out so that you can't vote against them. Now, my that, understanding of cancel that, culture, so like the original that, cancel, that's ultimate cancel culture. So that's one of our labels. The original cancel culture had nothing to do with right. stopping people from doing anything. The original cancel right. culture had it, nothing it, to do with costing people their job. That was a uh, right wing expanding the definition of cancel culture. So the original definition of cancel I, culture to my understanding was, um, it was black Twitter and people that, that they deemed had violated some code of behavior. They called them, they said they canceled them, which meant they no longer paid attention to them. And that was that. It had nothing right. to do with keep people yeah. getting fired. Okay. It had nothing to do with, you know, people not getting the vote and all that, blah, 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 blah. And so all of this idea that uh, they want to stop people from, from doing this and calling it cancel culture was something that was expanded upon by those conservatives that are saying right. they don't like cancel culture. So what they did was they, they lumped it all together so that uh, I, I don't know specifically, I'm just thinking that uh, it, it obviously worked to their benefit to, to do that, to, to call cancel culture something where people got fired for uh, doing what they did. Now, um, getting people fired for something that you don't like happened long before Black Twitter. And it didn't get yeah. that title. Right. Sure. So cause, Absolutely. uh, cause, cause, uh, soccer moms were going after companies. My cornflakes, my, my frosted flakes 
got less sugar on them because soccer moms, uh, instead of getting a bowl of cornflakes and putting sugar on there for their kids, they wanted Tony the Tiger to take all the sugar off the, the, the frosted flakes. And so they pushed the companies to do that. So they didn't take responsibility. Mm-hmm. They made somebody else take responsibility. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And nobody called it all cancel culture. It was, it was, huh? Nobody all called, the while they had an option, a choice. Uh, they had an option and a choice, but they didn't call it cancel culture. Mm-hmm. It was how life was, no. how life was supposed to happen. Now, when right. you don't like something, you, you call it, a, you, you give it a title or a label that is negative in, in its connotation so that you can yeah. defeat whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish. So you can be little yes. and be right and somehow stop its effectiveness. Yes. Yeah. Right. So where are we with the label thing? From what I from what I've been noticing is that one way when an, an offended group gets angry, the first label they want to use is hate. Oh, this is hate. Someone's it's gonna cause harm because of hate when the infraction or the words or whatever really weren't coming from a hateful place. They want to associate it with some sort of hate just to because they were offended and in my opinion they sometimes want to infringe upon free speech well it's it's just the same way as all of these different states like texas and georgia and arizona do the things to mess with elections because they wrongly accuse a legal system of being corrupt. And so they say, we got to do these incendiary laws to to, to the legal system to prohibit people from voting because of the corruption. And when it's been shown time after time again that there's no corruption, very little. And then the corruption that's been shown it's been shown on the side of the people that that's been calling everything corrupt. So like the story. So part of, um, what, what they're trying to do by giving it those, those labels that you were talking about, which is part of, uh, the discussion about labels was, is that people use labels for, for two things for good, helping to define something mm-hmm. so that you understand what's going on, you know, how to, to address it you know, which, which area to deal with it in that's most effective. And then they use them negatively to give it a bad mm-hmm. connotation so that, so that it doesn't come up for discussion so that it doesn't have a, a needed impact for growth. You know, we have people who are in our society who are, who don't want progress. They don't want change. They don't want things to be different. They don't want LGBTQ plus to uh, be able to walk in society comfortably and live happily in their skin. And so they, they, they're going to give it labels that are meant to keep that progress from happening. And so, yes. and so labels, um, which should, I think labels should not be used that way. You know, it, it should, if we keep it in the realm of of defining something and not in the realm of as a weapon, then I think it it can best serve us that we move forward and and that we have an opportunity to address things. But, you know, those people who disagree with me are happy to have it that way because it creates that confusion because it keeps the discussion away from what we should be talking about and on something else. Well, they yeah, they, they want to keep you from doing constructive things and you have less of a chance to keep people divided for your own little thing. They don't want uh, constructive discussions to happen. 
and you know it's 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 <laughs> indescribable at times. <laughs> sure, I, I just you know the so so I don't think labels are not a bad thing in and of themselves, uh, and um. And so labels give us an opportunity. So if I label something toxic and then I put something in that, that category of toxic, what you know is if, if it's in that category of toxic, that you don't want to consume that. That's what that label is there for. And I mean, labeling not as a product, but labeling as a, uh, a group of things, you know, a title. Right. It's a, it's a, it's a, the label of toxic. So you know it's going to be toxic for you. It's going to be harmful for you in some way, shape, form, or fashion. And so, and so labels then allow us. I don't have to go in and and uh, so I, there are three items in there, uh, left, right, and green, are listed under toxic. I don't have to go in and look and say what kind of toxic left, right, and green is to identify them individually. I just know as a group they're toxic. And so to be cautious when I approach or use them. And that's what I think the benefit of labels are. Mm -hmm. I, I get your point, but it seems like you could very easily go too far with a label like toxic. So what is the definition of toxic? If I say, well, you know, the earth is round, isn't it? <laughs> and say this to a bunch of people, flat earthers, you know, okay. is that going to be toxic or just something they disagree with? So if you, if you label an idea as toxic, let's say you have a category toxic or a label, mm -hmm. you, you have a, a category of toxic and you put, uh, poisons, um, uh, deadly animals and flat earthers in the group toxic. Now, there's the idea that two of those are physically harmful. One of those is toxic, not from a necessarily from a physical standpoint, but from an intellectual standpoint. Now you could have a, you know, so, so toxic. And, and I think that's what you're trying to approach is um, it's just a general category. Um, and, and you, you will have to determine if there is some physical toxic or, or, uh, uh, mental toxicity associated with that item that's in that category. Getting back to your question, Warren, some people or groups of people have an idea that if you disagree with me, you're toxic. Uh, you know, they, for whatever they have, what they believe and anybody that doesn't believe that the way they do, those are toxic people in the eyes of that group. So, it, you know, it's, it's almost a thing like beauty It's in the eyes of the beholder. Toxic. What, what could be considered toxic if it's not a physical thing, like swallowing bleach is toxic to kill coronavirus right it's toxic that's swallowing bleach is toxic. well swallowing bleach for and anything then, any reason is toxic right right but the previous guy did that and talking about it was just a joke so he's you know he he didn't he refused to put weight on the fact that as president of the united states when he say something it carries weight well, let's put the, the, the former president in that group of toxic, of toxic items. <laughs> They'll put the former president in that group of toxic items. Was yeah, he for, toxic? For me, he would be toxic. Now there's so many, so many millions of people that don't consider him toxic. They don't consider the big lie that he keeps perpetrating toxic, mm -hmm. but it's toxic when I look at objective scientific evidence of the result of his big lie. I understand. But, but the label, the labels in and of themselves allow for a further examination of what 
is in that group of, of labels. So um, I think right. it, I, when, you, when you paste a label on something, um, mm-hmm. there, there are those things that you have to deal with, like, you know, is, are, you, are you labeling it because of its physical characteristics or its intellectual characteristics? Are you labeling it toxic? Right. And and like I get another that. Label we... But if the intent is, if the intent is um, to give people an opportunity to uh, look at a glance and have some level of foreknowledge in how to deal with it, uh, then that's a good thing. If the label is created in order to, let's say, and and I think it's it's difficult here, is that so so we created the label of toxic, and we put um, the former president in there, and like Leonard says, mm-hmm. half the country doesn't see him as toxic. So is it is it beneficial then to label him toxic? How does how does that impact us? as as a group of people to then label him toxic um when half the people don't recognize that it is toxic or that it that why that toxic label was applied because when i say that it is toxic there's the assumption that it that the former president is toxic i'm just saying um why was he labeled toxic and just because I might think he's toxic. Half people disagree with me. Yeah, I mean, the definitions are going to be subjective in a lot of cases. What's toxic to you might not be toxic to me. What's hateful to you might not be hateful to me. So it's kind of a gray area there when you use those words and those labels. But I didn't think it... the thing that I'm really focusing on now, I see a lot of uh, usage is of the word hate. And so what exactly is hate? Is it and if it causes somehow someone else to feel hate, mm-hmm. is that a responsibility of yours or is the problem on that other person if it's not, in fact, unhateful uh item a word or description well i think hate is a word that most people know emits strong feelings one way or another and they're using that to get to get people to come out strongly against that idea or that person or that group of people, that group of ideas, uh, you know, just, 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 it, it emits, you don't look at hate and say, oh yeah, that's something I just don't like. When you hate, you say, God, I hate that person. God, I hate that idea. God, I hate that color. It emits, it, it, it emits strength of emotion from you for lack of a better term right now. It, it emits. I mean, it pulls something out of you. So it's not just pulling out negative. It's pulling out a strong negative. And so, so, they, so they label it as, and there's just things you do to people that you wouldn't do if you don't hate them. So it was, I think there, it, I believe there was a time when if I used the word hate, you and I would have the same definition or you and I would have a pretty close to the same understanding of the word hate or, or things like that. Right now, I feel like you agree. Yeah. Right now I feel like we're having to go back and reestablish understanding of some ideas and concepts because Recently, uh, like there was an established idea of how a politician acted and that if that politician acted outside of that established idea, 
we knew how to define it. I think now we're at a place where um, people are pushing back against standardization of ideologies. And so it, it's, it's making the communication much, much harder, much more difficult. So communication is, is hard in the first place, but now because, because we're not sharing definitions, because we're not sharing the ideas, it's making it difficult to communicate. Agreed. I think when you look at hate, people have the wrong, have the same general meaning or definition of what hate is, is just the application. It's just what they apply it to. And so there are a lot of things that getting that's getting a definition of hatred applied to it than let's say 30 or 40 years ago. So I think you 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 know most people understand the word hatred. But well, I'm not just, just talking about a lot, hatred. A lot more things, a lot more things that it is applied to. Yeah, I'm not just talking about hatred. There's there's like like behaviors like we we talked about adding the former president to toxic. Uh, mm -hmm. And now and now people will debate the idea of toxic. Was he toxic? Well, um, if you go back, there are certain behaviors that, that were outlined that they were not beneficial. So if if your behavior went against the, the group, if your behavior um, caused harm, then it was considered toxic. Now, they 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 want to um, for people to get hurt. The intent is to hurt people, and so the the idea of toxic behavior has now shifted, or at least we have to to do a better job, or we have to do more work to define that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. We need better definitions on uh, certain terms and ideas now. Oh, we have to go well, back. It's just like, yeah, go ahead. It's just like, oh, I'm sorry. Well, it's just like you have like a word that's bandied about in our current political climate now all the time is socialism and how it's so bad. And we were talking about before the show, the examples of socialism that are applied. Mm -hmm. Now, Leon went back to, to say what the traditional definition of socialism referred to. Uh, it's just the choice of words that you use. What kind of discussion, what kind of discussion you would have. So if people were to say, uh, I'm advocating for the democratic control of the means of production, that usually won't get an argument because a lot of us raised in America, we believe in democratic, we believe in democracy. And so, you know, you won't get a discussion about it. But if you say socialism, however, then it'll get, it'll, it'll draw a whole lot of discussion. It'll draw a whole lot of argument because we had, we've had people consider that in America, a hateful thing. We haven't considered it a toxic thing. Don't say socialism. Oh no. Right. We're, I, ready, we're ready to fight. I'm gonna push <laughs> back fight. against you. I'm gonna push back against you on the idea that if you say we're gonna democratize uh the means of production, that people are gonna be accepting of that. I I I I would I would not agree with you there. I unless okay. I think unless you say the individual is in control, you're gonna get an argument. Well, by democratic control of the means of production, mm -hmm. you just meaning that the workers have a say in what's happening. The workers have a say in their working conditions. The workers have a say in the in, in, in what's going on. Mm -hmm. And that had the advent of unions. Mm -hmm. Now, 
we hit, we got to a point because we discussed this in our show about labor unions a mm-hmm. few weeks ago, where there were instances where the unions went too far, and they pushed too hard, mm-hmm. and now you got a few unions a few unions fighting for members because a lot of unions went by the wayside. Like one of the most powerful unions in St. Louis was the Carpenters local. But now that St. Louis and Kansas City being run out of the Chicago Council of Carpenters because the union here did some politically wrong things that that blew back on them and it's it, it it's going by the wayside, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh so we so we've had people call socialism a wrong thing, mm-hmm. but you know, in our country, these same people voted for socialist ideas. Like every time we vote to have tax cuts, and in the and under the previous guy, we had big tax cuts and we didn't pay for them. And yeah. so now I think the issue here have... is is that people a lot of people who who get upset at the word socialism don't understand what it means. True. I'll give yes. you that. True. Definitional thing. Sure. Yeah. yeah. They don't but but they but because someone says it in a demeaning way, they think, oh, I must dislike this. I must hate this. Uh because if it had been a, a wonderful thing, they would have spoke about it uh, glowingly. Right. So I, I think a lot of people don't understand. They don't know what Marxism is. So when they hear the word Marxism, all they know is I'm not supposed to like it because because we hated Russia and Russia was mm-hmm. where Karl Marx, I think Karl Marx was from Russia, right? Um, he... Yeah. He himself was was a German man, but right. Lenin, who was president of Russia, subscribed to Marxist theory, right. okay. and he put it down in Russia. Okay, so so because Russia, because we we had a fight with Russia, we had a disagreement with Russia. So anything that Russia does, we don't like, and Russia uh, implemented Marxism. So I don't like Marxism. But they don't know what the what Marxism is. They they don't know what it means. They don't know what is pure Marxism. What is a you know adjusted Marxism? But you know they don't take the time. A lot of Americans just don't take the time to read anything. They'll read a pamphlet at the store. They may read the they may read the label <laughs> on the, on the jars. May you hear me? I said may. Because a lot of people don't read the labels on the jars. They don't know what's in their food. And, and, and these days, and these days, it's so easy to check. I mean, mo- more houses have a, some type of personal computer, laptop, or something than not. Mm-hmm. And I was, you know, I'm just thinking about when the three of us were kids and we were doing book reports and stuff. How many times we had to go to the library? How many times we had to look at Encyclopedia Britannica mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. A lot of this stuff now you can look up online and research mm-hmm. and, and find true information. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a lot easier and there's a lot less excuse of But they don't do not it. Knowing. But they don't do it. But they won't do it. They don't, don't do, do it. it. They won't do it. You know, no. they have they have the world at their fingertips and they just go, I'm going to believe so-and-so because he told me that's what I should believe. Right. Anyway, I did, I, I did this, this, uh, so we talked yesterday, uh, about, uh, gender and, mm-hmm. um, I remember, remember I said that there were 72 gender categories. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, so I went, I went back looking, looking that over. Uh, so let me. Uh, th- I I didn't find, I didn't see all seventy two, um, but I did run across this, and I thought, you know, I'm gonna share this. Um, okay. So it's the term gender identity refers to the personal 
sense of an individual's own gender because a person's sex and gender identity do not have to be the same. It is important to know the difference between them. Gender. <laughs> a person's gender is how they identify internally and how they express this internally. People may use clothing, appearance, and behaviors to express the gender that they identify with. The World Health Organization's Health Organization note that gender is a social construct that people typically describe in terms of femininity and masculinity. In Western cultures, people associate uh, femininity with women and masculinity with men, but this social construct varies across cultures. However, gender is not neatly divided along the binary lines of man and woman. Sex. A person's sex is typically based on certain biological factors such as their reproductive organs, genes, and hormones. Like gender, sex is not binary. A person may have the genes that people may associate with being male or female, but their reproductive organs, genitals, or both may look different. That is called differences in sex development. People may also refer to differences in sex development as intersex. People typically use the terms male, female, or intersex to refer to a person's sex. So I think when we have the gender conversation, when we have the idea that um, that we're we're going to allow people who identify to go to the bathrooms with the sex that they identify with, I think we have a different um, tool in that discussion. So there are two, there are two sexes. There's, well, there's three intersex, which helps muddy the things a little bit, but, uh, <laughs> just a little, just uh, a little, just a little, which, which muddies things a little bit, but, uh, but sex and gender. And I think a lot of times, um, I, and many people that I've watched have associated sex and gender together. So like if the gender is male, then the sex would be male. So, so I think I have been having that discussion with the assumption that, that sex and gender were the same thing. Okay. So now we need to figure out which one matters or do, do they both matter? Do we need to identify both of those aspects when we look at a person, sex and gender? And that, I think that's interesting. Go ahead. Yeah. I, I, and, and so we've been traditionally basing certain things like jobs, uh, abilities, uh, organizations on traditional gender, male, female. So now we have new, I, new identifications and how is that going to affect things that we've been set up already in society? What do we have to do now to accept these differences? So. The first thing that came to my mind when I started reading that, <clears throat> so we had the discussion and we were talking about, um, that we have the category of women and that they're protected and that we want to make sure that women have the opportunity to, uh, be represented in management and on all aspects of our society. And so I said that a, um, manager could say, you know, it could be a, could be a male, what we know as a male could, could say, I am a female and then be recognized as a female. And so the, the, the issue here then becomes, and what, what I wasn't taking into account yesterday is that sex is different than gender. Right. Mm -hmm. So you can say 
gender means I identify with female and be a male and your sex be male. So your gender identity is female. Your sex is male. Okay. So now do we for, for simplification require people to recognize, be recognized for their sex and, and then understand that they have a different gender identification and then treat them um, in non certain instances based on their gender. So in other words, use their gender in, in some instances and their sex in other instances. Yeah, how do you set all that up as far as when do you look at what? That's that's going to be really confusing. Mm -hmm. And that's what I think. What I, takes priority? Well, yeah, I think I think that's what the argument. I think that's the conversation that we're having now. Is mm -hmm. is is do we <clears throat> do we identify a person by their sex or by their gender? And and in which instances? Do we do either? Exactly. Going back to that uh, conversation with Chappelle when he was remarking about uh, Caitlyn Jenner becoming Woman of the Year, How, what 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 are the qualifications now for Woman of the Year? <laughs> I, know, I know that one sticks. That one sticks in your teeth, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that's real that's real it sticks in your teeth i i get it um so from so his gender is female and his sex is now female because he's i think he's gone through the change right so so i get go ahead He's not somebody I kept up with. Oh, okay. <laughs> I I was a fan so, of Bruce Jenner, the athlete, and you know, that's where I stay. That's that that's where I'm that's where so my you, face is. You gotta still love him I, as I a runner. <laughs> if I was to meet her, I would say, you know, Miss Miss Caitlin, Miss Jenner, sure. whatever. Out know? of respect. Because that's the way they identify themselves now. Mm -hmm. So I, I would keep I would keep it that way, you mm -hmm. know. But I haven't kept up with all this other stuff. I was, I was, I remember Bruce Jenner in the nineteen seventy six Olympics. That's what I. That's where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and and um, and so and so Warren, I think you, you know, I I really, I I I struggle with that too. Can can he be? Can she be? Because now she's. Right. She, she can she be um woman of the year you know do you just do you just you just pick up and come something entirely different you know um and and I, and and that's I, that's i think we the things some of the things that we're wrestling with is you know i i i i have some some difficulty with that because I, I think there are there are women who've who've never been anything but a woman. Um and 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 so woman of the year seems to be a recognition of that. A recognition of the struggles that you've had your entire life. <coughs> um man of the year. You know, um you were born a man and you know, you spent all your life being that and striving to be the best man you can be. And then um, someone comes along, changes gender, gender, changes sex, changes sex, and then slides into that man of the year award when you've, you know, worked your, your butt off being who you were. And I understand their position too. They want that recognition that I'm now a man. Yeah, I mean, that's 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 what we're wrestling with now. 
with uh, athletes, especially high school athletes. These, the me, the boys that are transgender are competing in women's athletics. Mm -hmm. Now, Texas has chosen to say that transgender boys that are now girls can't compete in women's athletics. And so, you know, we finna see a whole rash of court cases on that. Sure. So, I mean, and you know, unless the Supreme Court chooses not to do its job like they did with the Texas abortion ban. Okay. That sticks in Leonard's teeth. (laughs) Huh? That that sticks in your teeth. (laughs) The abortion ban. Well, my thing thing is this. If you don't want to do the job, don't do the job. The, ju- the conservative justices on the U.S. Supreme Court shouldn't have accepted the nomination if they don't want to do their job. And then there's a portion of Texas abortion law that is going against, well, two sections of that law is going against already established Supreme Court rulings. But, you know, they, they, just, they just chose not to deal with it. So they're just not. And we got private bounty hunters now, basically, going around and suing doctors that if they provide abortion but you can defend yourself but you can't well you really can't defend yourself because you can't go after these people that bring suit and it's a it's, it's a known court rule it's a known court precedent that no governmental entity can hand off or form out its its uh enforcement capabilities on some private firm sure they supposed to do that and and that's what texas has done and the and the conservative supreme court want to sit back and say oh no we don't want to touch it so if you don't want to do your job get out the way i I just think that uh i think i think it's a good thing that that we're addressing we're addressing this issue of what should the state do and what okay so so the possibility for someone to do what they're doing has existed because of the way our laws are designed. Mm-hmm. So now we need a the justice system to do its job and define can a, 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 an org, can the state can someone uh, move into elected office and then privatize government, I mean, privatize the legal system. Because basically what what Texas is trying to do is privatize the legal system so that an individual can use the legal system for private gain and not for the benefit of the community. And so that needed to be addressed. And I I think it's great that it, I, I hate that it's being addressed the way it is, it would have been nice if we had just went, hey, this opportunity exists. Let's take a look at it and make sure that um, that we pass laws to make sure that this doesn't happen, that people can't use the legal system to, to only um, enforce laws that they want enforced and that it has to be within the framework of the community. It would have been nice. But it didn't. It didn't happen that way. It happened this way. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So also, we got to look at another big issue that's going to, uh, these changes are going to affect. Yes. Up until now, the churches have had, uh, a lot of the churches that, that have strict rules about gender or sex orientation uh, within the uh, governing structure like women can't be preachers women can't be this position or that position you're probably pretty familiar with that leonard how is how is the current trend going to affect the churches and religious organizations power to discriminate in those areas as they have been doing for centuries literally well, in a lot of denominations, you're finding that it's being handled within the churches, that women are being ministers. There are women pastors. There are women bishops. There are women this and there are women that. Uh, the Catholic Church 
So what about what about women preach? What about when when people seek resolutions outside the church? Well, what I'm saying is, with the question that he's answered, mm -hmm. they have with that particular question, mm -hmm. they the churches themselves have handled that right. But and women have and women have, and women have so gotten those offices now. So can what a can a person have. seek an out seek a solution outside of the church in the legal system? Well, you've had women do that mm -hmm. with the Catholic Church in particular when these women wanted their abortions, and their priest said, "Well, if you do that because that violates the policies and the rules of the Catholic Church, we can't grant you absolution, and you lose all this." Women have gone to court to seek this mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh and they you know some women have won some women have lost mm -hmm. so we still got ways to go on that but with the, with the question he asked a lot of churches that didn't have women clergy before have women clergy now i understand that but but so so my my question is or my idea is you know can can if 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 in and, and uh, uh, I don't want to get into that church and state argument. All right, moving along. Um, <laughs> I don't want to get into that. That's that's a no. I think the big, the big issue is how will the court handle upcoming issues? Whatever they we'll want to do is within their organization. We will have to find out if and when those issues are put into a court for a court to decide. We don't know. Because over, over time, those issues have not been brought up to courts. But it is amazing that you asked me that because we talk about the Texas abortion law where the Supreme Court says no private government, no government can outsource its enforcement functions into a private enterprise. The case that that came up on was a case in one of the northeastern states where a, a city supported, you know, allowed the church to decide if new liquor licenses within the area could be granted or not. And of course, the church said no, but, you know, the, the place that wanted their liquor license filed, filed suit and took it all the way to Supreme Court. And Supreme Court said, you as a government entity, city, county, state, town, federal, you can't allow another private entity to enforce your laws. So on that basis, the Texas abortion law should have been struck down. But you got six conservatives on the Supreme Court that want to get rid of Roe versus Wade anyway, so they let it stand. So now Mississippi is taking their shot at the apple. They want to get rid of Roe v. Wade, and they're going for the full smoke. They're going for the full money. All right. So <clears throat> I got one little thing I want to get off, get off my chest before we get out of here. Cause we've got about two minutes left. St. Louis native and right. basketball wives, LA star British Williams has been indicted by federal grand jury in St. Louis on charges. This was in the St. Louis American. Are you guys familiar with this? Uh-uh. Yeah. Uh, what, what was British Williams famous for? She's from, she's one of the basketball wives of L.A. She's on the, the reality oh, show oh, Basketball okay. Wives L.A. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't I don't watch this stuff, but I, I ran across this article and I found it interesting. Um, first off, uh, St. Louis American has something called the hot sheet because this article doesn't have a byline on it, so it doesn't say who wrote it. Um, and the way mm -hmm. it started off was was. I don't know. I didn't like it. But anyway, so it appears that Williams, who is a St. Louis native, she she's a St. Louis native, uh, has been arrested for misuse of, you know, uh, supposedly she uh, deposited some checks of between $4,500 and $5,800 and then wrote, wrote, uh, checks on that, deposited some money, wrote checks, and then took the money out before the checks cleared. Uh, also used fake 
social security numbers, fake names and social security numbers to claim dependence between 2017, 2019. And supposedly Williams attorney has said that the, uh, that she believes that the woman is being targeted because of her celebrity and expects her name to be freed once the evidence is produced. Now, um, the, the, uh, Prosecuting attorney in St. Louis is Kim Gardner, isn't, it? isn't she? Yes. Now, was was this uh, British Williams, was she arrested in St. Louis, arrested out in she L.A.? She was arrested in St. Louis. Yeah, Kim October Gardner 7th. is the circuit attorney. Kim Gardner is the circuit attorney for the city of St. Louis. Yeah. So she would be responsible for that prosecution. She would be responsible for that prosecution, yes. Yeah. So... And Kim Gardner seems like a level-headed, reasonable-minded person. Do you think she would just arrest this woman because she was a celebrity? I'm thinking that for her, for this woman to be arrested, they would have had to come up with some evidence. And remember, you said that this is a federal prosecution, right? Well, I don't know if it's... uh... I don't know if it's federal. Okay. Who, who, a grand jury is is that grand jury would be federal. That would be Wesley Bell, then, wouldn't it? No, Wesley Bell is the oh, that's county. For okay, county. it depends on who arrested her. If it was the feds that arrested her, because then it may not be either one of them. She claimed dependence and stuff, so that would be violation of federal, federal tax law. Okay. So if that's the feds, that wouldn't be Kim Gardner. Or or that'd be Bell. whoever. That'd be whoever the federal attorney is for ah, the city of St. Louis. Ah, okay. All righty. So it might not be Kim Gardner's. Case. Good, good, good. Because I was, it doesn't say in you know, it doesn't list any prosecuting attorney or uh, anybody right. like that. I guess I didn't. I overlooked that it was Social Security tax fraud. So, okay, yeah, that's feds. That's yeah, feds. that's feds. So it wouldn't be because I thought, man, that's, I mean, so you hear about, you know, people getting arrested and they're being charged because they're a celebrity and stuff. I think that's, it's odd that people would pick these kinds of charges just because you're a celebrity. Well, you know, I would think, mm-hmm. I would think. Mm-hmm. And we're giving our law enforcement legal community the benefit of the doubt mm-hmm. that when they make an arrest, they got evidence to show that this arrest will be justified. Yeah, but there have been arrests where the evidence was not conducive or not legit. I, right. I, I understand has, that. There has been those cases, mm-hmm. like, you know, gunning down of. Uh, people with no weapons and for, you know, the cop that gunned them down say, Oh, my life was in danger. Well, how was your life was in danger when they were running away from you, you shot them in the back and they had no weapon. Well, I don't know. I don't know if that is the same thing as not having evidence, but I I understand. I understand your, your desire to go there. (laughs) Okay. Okay. We'll leave, we'll leave that alone. I'm assuming (laughs) Because uh, for for social security check fraud, yeah, the U.S. Secret Service came after her. Well, I'm thinking, the I'm age. thinking they had some evidence, um, you know, I'm and, thinking they and had evidence too. But you know, we don't know till we until get the in case the court. it goes to court, right? But until but I just think it's odd, and we start because only the lawyers going to know when it comes to discovery, right? Because when, when 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 her lawyer asks for discovery, the feds got to turn over what evidence they use. They have they right. Had. Right. And you know, till you get arguments in front of a judge, you won't know for sure. I just I just you won't know for sure. It just struck me. It's like I'm I'm being charged because I'm a celebrity. And I think that there are a more glamorous charges. If you if you wanted to charge somebody just because they were a celebrity, you, you wouldn't pick you wouldn't pick um uh Social Security check Social fraud. Security check fraud. You, you would pick some more glamorous kind of, you know, uh, aiding and abetting a criminal or, um, you know, something <laughs> something more sexy. Um, but Social Security fraud, I'm going to I'm going to go after a celebrity because of Social Security fraud and I got no evidence. 
That just that just seems tax fraud for claiming dependence that you really don't don't have. You're I, not really the yeah yeah. I don't, I don't but, know. You know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that just came, and you won't know until there's discovery, and there's arguments, and there's cases, and you get in front of a judge. You won't know all that. Yeah, I sure hope. I sure hope I re- I I uh, remember to follow up on this story, or that they have the follow up on the story. A lot of times, the I don't I don't get to see the follow ups. Uh, yeah. while I try to, I don't always get the follow-ups. All right. We're out for today. We've, um, had a great show. We'll be back next Friday. Uh, All righty. You know, I was going to say who the, the guest was, but I have forgotten. And I know, if- uh, let's see. I got Dr. Faniki Young. Dr. Yeah, Young. Yeah. Young. Yes. Dr. Faniki. Uh, and she, she won't come on and talk about trauma. Yeah. So make sure you come and join us next Friday and then we'll be back next Saturday. Um, between now and then we'll come up with some really sexy topic to talk about. I want to thank everybody for joining us and we will see you there. That concludes this episode of altitude adjustment. And thank you for listening. This podcast is streamed live on YouTube and twitch.tv and is designed for listener interaction. Visit the website, the lion's den stl.wixsite.com forward slash home to join the discussion. The video version of Altitude Adjustment is available where you get your podcasts, including Stitcher.com, the iTunes Store, and the Google Play Music Store, to name a few. Remember that the internet is powered by your likes, shares, and comments. So please like, share, and comment on this and other episodes of Altitude Adjustment because it matters. And as always, look out for the other guy because they may not be looking out for you.